Hey yogis, Shan here at Practice Indie, and welcome to our podcast. Today we're going to be talking about why your self-care routine isn't working for you and how to fix it. So self-care is a buzzword in the wellness and yoga community, arguably in the American community. I hear it all the time. I see it all the time on Instagram. So we're very fond of talking about our self-care routines, but I've noticed that often this air quotes self-care is actually just masked new age narcissism. And so no, I'm not calling you a narcissist, but what tends to happen are these practices just inflate our ego and actually contribute more to our burnout and and fuel more of the issue than actually dealing with the problem at hand. So I want to suggest um, a couple reasons why your self-care routine isn't working and then how we can fix it. So number one, the call is coming from inside the house. If you are having to take a bubble bath and drink a glass of wine to manage the shatastic day that you had, and you have to do this about every week or maybe three times a week, or maybe that's just how you end your day, the call, my sweet friends, is coming from inside the house. The murderer is behind you. They're going to rip your throat open and you're going to die. Just kidding. It's um, just kidding. It's your alter ego. And if they do that, you have some serious, serious issues. I think there was a movie about that and I'm not a therapist but I think it's called split personality and and you should see someone but anyway um that's not you this is a much smaller issue if you are having to do a ton of self-care practices you're constantly in the the mode of self-care to mitigate the stress in your life all that shit is coming from you okay so why do we take a bubble bath and drink a glass of wine at the end of the day it's been a hard day like sometimes you have hard days you're allowed, you're allowed. But let's say this becomes a pattern. You're doing it all the time. Likely there's something within you you're not dealing with. Maybe it's that you secretly hate your job. Maybe it's that you're in a relationship that you're not totally happy with. Maybe there are parts of yourself that you wanna change but you don't know how to change them and so instead of doing that, you get in a shit spiral of drinking a glass of wine, taking a bubble bath instead of dealing with it. So recognize first that often, our self-care, air quote self-care, new age narcissistic practices are not actually in response to one stressful event, but it's in a response to conditioned patterns that we got to deal with within ourselves. Two, you don't know how much you are worth. You are worth so much. Our focus this week is Purna, which means wholeness, your innate wholeness. You are whole as you are. And so often I find myself going to Lush, buying a bath bomb because I just don't feel good enough. And I think, well, if I had that geode bath bomb that sparkles in the water and smells like vegan kittens, then I will be enough. So checking to make sure you're not buying that reusable tote bag or, you know, going and getting the vegan knit leather purse or buying the $4,000 gold earrings because you hashtag deserve it because really you you have no clue that you already have those things within you. I mean, I, you don't have a vegan leather purse or $4,000 gold ring, uh, earrings in you, but you are whole and you don't need those things to make you feel better and so checking in with how you feel about your own worth before you go and imbibe in one of those practices you're shitting on yourself 
So uh, I almost bought this like tech thing the other day. I still probably will buy it if I'm being real. Uh, I'm not absolved from any of this, by the way. This is all content based off of my own experience in this human form. Uh, but you're you're telling yourself you should do something. So I should, and yoga is my business, but. I should go to yoga because that will make me feel better. I should do this clay lavender face mask because that will get rid of my pimples. Like whatever the should is, if there's no deep desire, yearning, meaning underneath it and you're doing it because you saw that Instagram told you you should do that, likely you should not. That is not the thing that's going to bring you self-care. Now, if you're someone who's like, I know when I go to my exercise class or a CrossFit or I go for a run or I go for a walk or whatever, I know that I do feel better when I do those things and you're just feeling lethargic, that's a different thing. But if you're doing it because you're trying to prove to somebody else or prove to yourself, it's not a self-care routine, it's self-abuse. Fourth, you're masking your issues. So if you're you know, going to the gym or going on that walk or going to buy that bubble bath because you really, bubble bath, bath bomb, because you really are masking your issues and you don't want to deal with your problems. That's also, in my opinion, this idea of new age narcissism, which I'll, I'll give you my working definition in a minute. Um, but if you're doing that to really mask what's going on and not really dealing with how you actually feel, then that is not going to contribute to your overall well-being. So you're masking your issues. And number five, you're not resting. And this kind of leans into should, because often we'll do self-care practices because we've been told, if I do this, then my skin will be better. And if I do this, then I'll be skinnier, fittier, fitter, prettier, I'll make more money, whatever. And so you end up doing all this self-care work and forgetting that one of the most important self-care routines is just taking rest. And this also goes into the intrinsic worth that you don't need to do all these things to be enough. Now, that is assuming that we have a baseline of privilege and that we're, you know, everything that we need is covered financially, need emphasized there. Um, you know, we have food, water, shelter, clothing. And that aside from that, you know, we're good. Like we are enough as we are. And so to take rest, but our society doesn't encourage rest. It encourages go, 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 hustle and grind, pull your bootstraps up and just do it on your own. So consider that um, if you're choosing something over rest, that perhaps rest might be the most nourishing act of self-care. So this idea of self-care kind of flips into what I've coined as new age narcissism and this new age narcissism is anytime you have the propensity to buy a reusable tote bag over just accepting or embracing what you already have or you take that bubble bath and drink a glass of wine instead of having a tough conversation that led to you feeling burnout or um or any of these like kind of capitalist practices that are really masking the larger issue. So, so much of this is knowing yourself. I think a great canary in the coal mine for me uh, was seeing Marie Kondo's work explode. All, you know, all, all my friends, all the new age community, we're all cleaning out all our stuff. We're, you know, getting clarity on the things we love and the things that bring us joy and, 
you know, how much I love my socks and I neatly fold them because I love my socks. And as I was watching this movement unfold, which by the way, I was totally apart. I love Marie Kondo. I think her work is amazing. What I realized though, is that we're, we're not looking at how we got here and we're not looking at how we minimize how it happens again. Now I know she talks about, you know, only buy things that bring you joy. Um, but I don't think we even sometimes know what brings us joy. We're just buying out of emptiness. We're buying out of, uh, of a feeling of lack. And so I'm not a therapist, but what I think is underneath narcissism is that you don't actually truly love yourself. You loathe yourself. And so in order to appear like you love yourself, you go above and beyond or you do these performative acts to show yourself or society that you're enough. I, I, think, um, I think we've done a great disservice to raising men and I'm raising a little boy right now and really being conscious of that. And I think, you know, I think that's a taught thing that if you, if you puff your chest like a bird or you fluff your feathers, you know, it shows that you're enough, but what's underneath that is really the thing we got to look at. And so this whole Marie Kondo thing, I think is really pointed to the fact that we are just accruing things. We are just doing practices, performative practices because underneath it, going back to one of the reasons I think your self-care isn't working, you don't know that you are enough as you are. And so a lot of the fixes I'm going to suggest are practices of, of taking an audit of self and getting to know yourself. And sometimes self-care is not comfortable. Sometimes self-care is the difficult thing. But often that's going to have a much longer lasting impact than the bubble bath. And I also don't want to minimize that sometimes you just need the bubble bath, right? But a lot of these, these self-care practices I think are just leading to more burnout because we're not dealing with the underlying issues. I don't know if that's a word. So some considerations for how to work on or manage your self-care routine or even change it into practices that are long lasting Number one is don't hide your tears. Cry, damn it. Let people see you. Let yourself fully experience your emotions. What goes hand in hand with that? Laugh. I, I find myself like holding back my laugh or I've noticed I don't laugh that much anymore because I've been told I'm too much, I'm extra. That's somebody else's problem. I, I don't need to minimize my feelings to make somebody else feel good. And the years of repressing tears in public, trying not to show people that I'm a human being with emotion, or the years of dulling down my laugh because I'm too much for people has contributed to a deep pattern of self-loathing and fear of being myself and being enough. And so the next time you need to cry, the next time you need to laugh, do it in your fullest human expression. And if people get weird about that, that's their baggage to carry, not yours. One thing I think that's the greatest act of self-care is just being your fullest self. And that shows up often in our deepest, biggest emotions. Uh, the second way to work on this is don't apologize unless you've actually caused harm. Excuse me. So. I, uh, I notice this in myself a lot that I will apologize for the dumbest shit. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, I touched your bag. <laughs> oh, sorry, I looked in your direction. Didn't mean to, 
didn't mean to make eye contact, right? And so I'm apologizing for my existence over and over and over again. And what that actually does is minimizes the impact of the word sorry and making an apology. And on a bigger scale, that makes it harder for us to sincerely forgive people because we're getting these false apologies all the time. So we don't really know what people are sorry for and we don't have a gauge of when it means something. So stop apologizing unless you've truly caused harm. And then when you do cause harm, because spoiler alert, you're a human being, you are going to make mistakes, you are going to hurt people and you are going to hurt yourself sometimes, make that apology genuine. Really apologize. And then on the receiving end, forgive people. Uh, If you haven't seen um, Fleabag on Amazon, I highly recommend it. And one of the conversation threads is that's why there are rubber edges on pencils because people make mistakes. We make mistakes. So stop apologizing for minimal mistakes. Start apologizing for things that really matter. And on the receiving end of that, truly learn how to forgive and give people permission to make mistakes. I think that is a deep act of self-care and universal self-care. Know yourself. Journal, read, reflect, meditate. Take time to do this, not because you should, but because you want to, because you are a universe within yourself. That there's so much within you that's interesting and infuriating. I do so much shit that's infuriating and like, wouldn't that be an interesting thing to understand why? And and I'm hilarious, by the way, I'm so funny. Like these are things that I don't explore about myself because I think that's narcissistic, but what's really narcissistic is buying a $40 bag I don't need and and you know not putting that money towards a charity or putting that money towards my kids or just saving that money to do something even greater with it in the long term whatever i i think narcissism is more that new age narcissism is when i go for short term gain instead of long term gain right journaling reading reflecting meditating Sometimes they can be boring, but the lasting impact of those are so much greater than that $40 reusable, sustainable tote bag, right? So know yourself and, and give yourself permission to practice knowing yourself. It is a lifelong practice. Be a part of a whole. Call somebody. Don't text them. Don't send them a meme. Get on the phone and hear their voice. Even bigger bonus points, life brownie points. Go and meet up with someone. Make eye contact. Hug a human being consensually. Be in their physical presence. Ask questions. Listen. Give yourself permission to give your full story. Um, volunteer, go to free group outings, come to our donation classes. Wherever you are listening to this, there are free group things all over your area. You just have to look for them. Facebook's a great place to check, but get in relationship with people. And I say that as an introvert. I'm terrified to be with people a lot of the time. And I also need a ton of time to recharge myself. But I also know I just had coffee with a friend this morning and I feel lit up because we are social beings. We are supposed to be together. And that alone is an act of self-care and a way to also recharge the why behind your self-care practices. Learn to set boundaries. This could be and should be, probably will be a podcast all on its own, but boundary setting is one of the greatest self-care acts you can ever perform. And it 
it on a, it actually shows that you care. So instead of getting to this place where I think one act of new age narcissism is call out culture um, when it's unwarranted and uh, cancel culture, like we just cut people out of our lives, we cancel people, we shut people down. I think if you're in relationship with somebody and you care about them, setting boundaries is one of the greatest acts of self-love for you and also deep love for that person to say, I care about you enough. I want this to be a functioning relationship. And so here's my boundary. And as a crappy boundary setter myself, I know this is incredibly hard. So an easy way to start this is start setting boundaries with yourself. If you tell yourself you're only gonna watch one Netflix show and then you're gonna go read or you're gonna go do your laundry or whatever, set a timer. Set a timer as that show's going on, have the timer running. When the timer goes off, it's just like something is ready in the oven. You gotta go pick it up and move on. So start to set boundaries with yourself first and practice that. Once you get good at that, you can start to learn to set boundaries with other people and start small. A boundary I have is, hey, I don't check text messages between 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. Sometimes I break it, but the people in my life that are close to me know that you can text me, go ahead, but I'm not gonna respond because my phone's on airplane mode until the next morning. It's not a huge thing, but it ensures that I get sleep and it ensures that my eyes are not glued to a phone for the rest of my evening, that I have some, some break time from my phone. Ask for help. On the tales of boundary setting, ask for help. This one is so hard, but start simple and expand. When you feel the urge to do everything, to people please, to be perfect, ask for help. The odd paradigm of this concept of purna, our wholeness, is that we are so perfect and we are imperfect. That you can you can do it all, just not all at once. I deeply believe what Sheryl Sandberg said. You can do it all, just not all at once. And I would add to that, you can do it all when you're in relationship with other people. Unless you decide to be an ascetic yogi and move to a cave, you're a householder. You're in the land of people. And so we need each other. So ask for help. And again, that might be like the timer. Start, start very small. Start with the, the most simple thing you can think of and then build from there. Maybe even set a goal. This week I'm gonna ask for help on these three things just to start to flex that muscle, but ask for help. That alone might minimize so much of the stress that leads to the bubble bath, that leads to the canceling people just by asking for what you need. I think we do a terrible job of empowering ourselves to one, say no. So know that when you start to ask for help, people are going to say no. But then two, how to just keep asking for help. And I think part of that is in our uh, non-for-profit charity culture that when we do things for others, we feel higher than, better than. Also change your perspective there. We all have to ask for help and we all have to receive help at some point in our life. So change the dynamic that higher than, better than, lower than, less than, that this is just a part of the human condition. I have to ask for help, people have to help me, and one day I'll be in the opposite seat. So the last note I'll leave with is rest. I think rest is under uh, championed, if you will, as a self-care practice. And I'm not talking about Netflix and chill. I think we have turned rest into 
um, into activities that are passive but still active, like sitting and watching TV, you're still consuming something. Or we've turned it into just sleeping for 12 hours. Sometimes you need that. But sometimes rest just looks like sitting on a park bench and watching the world or, you know, taking a moment to just do absolutely nothing. Don't take anything in. Don't write down a checklist. Just exist as you are. And going back to one of the reasons I think the self-care routines aren't working for any of us is because we forget that just sitting there, just resting our bodies, we are whole and enough. You don't need to contribute. You don't need to be your job. You don't need to be your, your role as a mother or a father, as a friend, as a cousin, as a caregiver, as a coworker, as whatever roles you have in your life. Those are valid in their sphere, but you are also enough without them and, and just sitting in a moment and being in a state of rest. So I hope these are helpful in ways to start to recognize how maybe your self-care routine is masking the bigger issues and then some ideas for how we can start to work on those. And then, hey, if you work through it and you're crying in public and you're laughing as loud as you possibly can and you know yourself so deep and you're a part of a community and you're resting and you still want to take that bubble bath and drink a glass of wine, then like live your truth, honey bear. But if we're only doing those things to mask how we really feel, it's ultimately just going to end up being more burnout and more... um, self-abuse than really healing the self and dealing with the self and then letting that reverberate out into the people that we love, into the world, into our communities. So I hope this helps. Please, please, loved ones, take care of yourselves. That is a deep practice of yoga off of your mat, constantly knowing your own deep worth or purna, your wholeness. And I wish for each of us to recognize our deep intrinsic deserving to be and our wholeness. So with that, have a great day and namaste.